You're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. If you need a place to drink some good coffee and read comics, Watchtower Cafe is the place for you. The cool thing about Watchtower is it's not just a coffee shop with comic books. It's a great place that lets the geek community in Utah hang out and get together. Go check them out at 1588 South State and tell them Big Shiny Robot sent you. Are we are, are we recording? Rebecca, did we start recording yet? <laughs> did we start recording, Rebecca? I wish Rebecca could tell us if we start recording or not. If hey, she was here, I think she'd be able to tell us. She's here in spirit, right? Because her ghost. Because she's dead, but yeah. still tweeting somehow. How get off her Twitter account, it's you unsensitive fuck. Poor taste. It's tasteless. Poor tasteless taste. bullshit. Guys, we're talking about video games. Might as well be dead. Watching <laughs> Riverdale every That girl talks more about shirtless Archie than anybody I've ever met. Than a 13-year-old girl. Can you masturbate from the grave? I think so. Asking Have you seen friend. Ghostbusters? Ah, you fair point. That's true. Yeah. Um, video games for honor. Yeah, what the fuck is for honor? You guys keep talking oh, about it in our so chat. so good. It's really so good. Great. John, you want to you wanna take this one? I'm going to need a little mm-hmm. bit of this first. Okay. Imagine yourself in a world. <laughs> in a world. Okay. Where the entire population is Vikings, samurai, or like medieval knights. Said like. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. I'll just keep it telling you. are good. And you're just in constant battle. So I picked up this game. I tried playing the story mode for about five minutes. I was like, I got it. Went to multiplayer. And that is all I've been doing. I've been work and for honor. See, and I'm the opposite. I haven't dabbled in the multiplayer yet. I've only been doing the single player campaign stuff. So what is the gameplay like? What do you, what do, you do? So uh, it is, I mean, multiplayer is Call of Duty. You're in a group against each other, but it's all hand to hand combat. And it's third person. It is awesome. It's, it's, and it's kind of a MOBA clone where... If you've played like League of Legends or Dota, like there are bots that spawn crates oh. for the factions and stuff that you have to deal with while you're fighting. And the players are heroes, so they're the yeah. bigger guys. But essentially, as you're playing, you know, you're moving around and you're looking around like you would any classic game nowadays with the two sticks, right? But when you pull the left trigger and lock onto a hero for battle, your right stick becomes up, left, or right. And so and it's that's, like heavy, medium and light attacks, right? No, it's no, no, actually no, the side you're holding your weapon on. And so if mm-hmm. someone is attacking you from the left, you need to move your hand to the left to block. Yep. And then you want to strike from the right or above. Oh, well, so you're in these epic one on one competitions. Yeah. And that's what it's all about is the one on multiplayer. Stuff. You know, you have someone you're attacking someone and then one of their teammates will come from behind. Like I fought four people this mm-hmm. morning. Just completely surrounded. And when you're stuck in that, you can just start moving the joystick and you'll do all these crazy blocks. <laughs> well, and if that you watch the, cool. if you watch your shield on the bottom right that tells you where your position is, if it's up left or right, mm-hmm. um, it'll light up red. Even if the person not that you're not currently locked onto, it'll light up red if someone's coming from behind you with like an overhead attack. And so you can flick up on the stick mm. and you'll reach behind and block him from behind. So you can still block the other people that you aren't locked onto, but any strikes that you initiate is going to go up to that locked on person. And you can switch between locks on just by like releasing the, 
the right trigger and pushing it down again. So what are some of the multiplayer objectives? It's like King of the Hill, Capture the Flag. So there's Dominion. So all of them are four on four with a bunch of AI gotcha. running around. Uh, Dominion is like take bases. Um, once you hit a certain amount of points taking base, then it's kill the other team. And once they're all dead, you win. But huh. if they are taking bases while they're in that final sudden death moment, then it starts all over. Oh, well. How long can a match last? They're set. The timers are usually like 15 to 20 minutes. Huh. See, and when I played, so I haven't played the full build. I've only played the beta. I was in beta access. And all I did for beta access was 1v1. And it was fucking awesome. Pick a big old fucking Viking and just battle people to the death. It was super fun. They still have that? Yeah, there's one on one. There's two on two. Um, that's four on four. Duel is one. Brawl is two on two. Skirmish is four on four. Then there's Dominion, which is the capture of the flag I just mentioned. And then there's one other. Oh, and then there's just Elimination, which is four on four, but no respawn. Gotcha. Yeah. And you can customize your characters. So you can earn uh, new armor types if you're a knight. Uh, same with if you're a samurai. The The Vikings are pretty heavy, or pretty light on the armor, but you can tattoo the shit out of your Viking and stuff I've like that. Really? And, so... I've leveled up, so you level up 20 times, and then you get Reputation 1 mm -hmm. in multiplayer, and then 20 times Reputation prestiging. 2. And so I'm at Reputation level 2, and I'm level 12 in there. I mean, I'm at like 60 now, you know? Yeah. And I'm an unstoppable force of nature. And I you can customize your weapons, <laughs> so you can choose the hilt of your sword or the, the handle of your axe yeah. or the blade. That's pretty fun. All that kind of stuff. It's it's. I haven't gotten into the multiplayer stuff, but the campaign is a lot of fun because you start off, like it tells a pretty cool story, and you start off playing as the knights, well, and, and you get to play like... each of the knights. Like there's different types of knights. You've got your big brutish brawler. You've got uh, the more finesse and i think you can only play this character as a girl and she's got two swords no shield and but her thing is is you know if i'm a, just a normal knight if i'm locked into battle with somebody and i flick up on my right stick he's gonna hold his sword up until mm. i tell him to hold it somewhere else and if they try to attack me overhead i'm gonna block it every time hmm. if you don't have a shield and you're playing as someone with you know two axes or two swords um, they won't hold it up the whole time. You have to keep resetting it. So it's got like a time limit that runs down on how long they'll hold it up there. So there's different aspects to each different player. There are special abilities that you can earn. Um, and, sounds and pretty fun. honestly, like the, the, one of the funnest things about that game, I mean, the, the hero battles are awesome, but there's few things more fun than running into a group of AIs, like the littler guys right. and just sitting there mashing RB and watching you guys spin around and do all these different attacks and just wipe out an entire group of just normal soldiers. I've been playing mainly uh, female Viking, dual axes. And she has a special move. You hit both triggers and I can spin and take out about eight people all at once. It's like a constant spinning motion. Oh, really? It's been a blast. And online, I mean, that's where it's at. I haven't even touched the campaign. I, like, figured out how to play enough where I could go online. Well, this is a game you definitely need to play the tutorial on. Yeah, definitely. I would say. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's probably as far as you got in the like, campaign, okay, right? Okay, I get it, and I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to go play online. The second it fires up, it lets you kind of customize your guy with some of the basic stuff. You can design an emblem 
uh, for your night. And then it just puts you into training mode and it teaches you the basics of, you know, how everything works in the game. And like John said, you can play 15 minutes of that and then jump into multiplayer if you wanted. This is uh, Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah, I'm on PlayStation. And what I've realized is on PlayStation, no one uses a headset ever. I'm the only person 90% of the time that has a headset on a multiplayer. It's true. It's hilarious because I will just bark orders at these people and watch them follow them because I don't <laughs> shut up and I'm really mean because no one can talk back. To me. You know, and the thing that baffles me about that is the PlayStation is arguably easier to hook a headset up to because it's Bluetooth. Oh, I just Any, plug my headphones right in my controller. Yeah, you right. just, but not even that. I, aside from the fact that you can do that, yeah. you can also just hook any old Bluetooth headset. Uh, I don't know if they've patched that in yet because they, that wasn't true for a while, for it, a long while. It has been for a while now. Okay, maybe it's available now, but there was a point when you had to have like specific Bluetooth oh. headsets. But I mean, with Xbox, you have to get the special connections and stuff because it's not even the just normal yeah. headphone jack. Yep. So Fuckers. that's weird no, that I just PlayStation my, where it's easier, right? even if it's not Bluetooth, if you're just, you're just using a regular headphone I just jack. use my phone, like you, I use my phone earbuds. Yeah. yeah. Plug them in. I, I wish so I could do that. This morning. I so I want to hear some of these stories you being mean. Dominion, it's... Bases A, B, and C on your map, and I will just scream at people. Because if you get killed, you can then watch through the other people's screens. Sure, sure. And like when there's only one person left, I lose it because they can revive you, and they never do. They always try to get all the bonuses for themselves, try to beef up and take on four people, which is never successful. So today, I was like, revive me, revive me, because I'm the leader. I'm the top scorer. Sure. Most of the time. I'm pretty good at this game. <laughs> and I was like, just revive me. I'm at base C. Base C. C is in cunt. You are playing like a cunt. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Do they revive you? This person did not. I, I'll be honest. Like Up until the cunt part, I would be laughing at the cunt part. I would go to base C and just teabag your body. <laughs> Can you teabag in this game? And I might yeah. actually go no. find a headset and be like, hey, hey, I'm reviving you. There's the no- samurais have a thing where they do like a little spanking motion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Leave it to gamers to find all the offensive yeah. animations their characters can do right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, something about For Honor that's unrelated to gameplay, but the day it came out, a lot of fighting game people were playing it. And the first thing they were all posting was all like the dirty logos they could make on the shields. Oh, of course. So many so- swastikas. Remember really? that Halo? Because it's like a Japanese yeah. symbol. They're they're yeah. out there. Huh. The samurais, yeah. lots of... See, all the ones I saw were like one of them, they made it look like a butt with a G-string through it or like a penis. And, Remember uh, the KKK ones that we made? Yeah. <laughs> you guys were the worst to play Halo with. Because they had like this one shape of an alien that had a really pointy head, so if you matched it with another thing and made it all white, you look like... You're the KKK. <laughs> I didn't realize. I forgot. Swastika was like a Japanese symbol. And so I would get teamed up with these people and I would just... You Nazi piece of shit. You know, like I'd just be talking <laughs> shit even though they're on my team. And then I realized like, oh, this is just part of the game. Like, uh, they're hold probably on a, not Nazi. Hold on a second. You Japanese piece of shit. But still, like, <laughs> as a developer, you think they might have been like, maybe not it this was one. was weird, but, you know, mine Fucking is... Canadians, man. Mine's the Phoenix. Oh, nice. I made mine like an X-Men. Yeah, green and gold. I don't remember what mine looks like right you now. You like the X-Men? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna subject change. For honor, though, you need to go online. 
I, I'm I, go, I plan it's, on it. I'm, so I'm very I'll... much. I'm very much one of those people. If the game has a, a single player campaign, I have this weird thing where I have to play through that campaign first before I jump into the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I do it with Halo. I do it with Call of Duty. I do it with Battlefield. Like anything like that. I Titanfall. I have to play through the first. It's just like a sixty. I normally game. do, but yeah. this like this has been my dream. I really like shooters. I love like hand to hand third person games. Arkham Knight, obviously, mm-hmm. the Batman series. And so this was a dream come true. Oh, yeah. Just no, being a like game. a Lord of the Rings yeah. type battle. Yeah. So I'm flying out for work on Tuesday at like in the late afternoon. And I've got the, the morning off to like get my haircut and get prepped. And I get paid that day. And a huge part of me just wants to go buy For Honor and play it until my flight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a at a crossroads because Horizon Zero Dawn comes out Fuck, next on week, the 28th. And I'm stressed about I'm it. I'm actually oh, super pissed off about that game. Because it's not on Xbox? Yeah, I didn't know it was a PlayStation exclusive. exclusive. That game might be enough for me to go out and buy a PlayStation. It looks so cool. It looks cool. so sick. But Did you? So there is, not to jump over, but there's a GIF. Um, somebody like been playing it because the review copies have been out for two weeks. And they posted a GIF of the girl on her horse. And she just rotated around on the saddle. And they put so much attention to detail that she, instead of like a lot of times what they'll do with the animation is they'll instead of having the leg clip through the leg will just go from one side of the horse to the other and they'll kind of just crossfade it so that it looks like it's transitioning over naturally and it looks good enough. Hmm. But her legs actually come up like you would and she scoots around and puts her legs back down like the attention to detail in Horizon is going to be insane. Yeah, I didn't know that was a play, and I've been watching all the video reviews and all this stuff and i've been like oh man i think i'm gonna have to get this game this looks so game looks good fucking playstation exclusive yeah. like god damn it this if the spider-man game is good it might give me to get a playstation get a yeah. playstation i don't need to sell my get xbox for honor on PlayStation. playstation we can play online together yeah, all right. you can get headphones and a microphone i already have that. and then when john calls you a cunt we can like, call you, people buddy. cunts together <laughs> oh my as god. a team when i finish my basement in a couple months I will reward myself by buying a PlayStation and putting it mm. down there with okay. To make Rebecca All happy, right. I have a plumber coming over tomorrow to look at running hot and cold water to my new wet bar. Mm-hmm. I've already got a wet bar downstairs with hot and cold I will water. come over. I will bring my TV so we can sit side by side and play For Honor. Dude, it's like game, a LAN party. Dude, yeah. I would play 4v4 LAN party if they had it for For Honor. Like if we could all network up and play. It's would a be incredible. fucking fun Sick. game. Um, and and I had, it had been on my radar and I had been interested in it. But then you two talking about it so much in the Slack channel and how much you loved it was the final thing for me. I was yes. like, ah, I got to get this game. I would totally jump in, but I think uh, Nintendo is going to take over my life. Yeah. But uh, before we get to that, Tom, would you like to talk to us a little bit? Yeah, Pokemon about, Go uh, Gen 2. No, not that one. Alec oh, I'd like to talk about be- this. The thing before it. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about how Alec Holland and how he... Made me stop caring and commit stop to worrying. Stop worrying. I love uh, the Injustice sequel. I, I have to buy so it. Tom, you it's, go it's back. Written it's written fucking down right here. <laughs> Got your jokes right here. You go back about. <laughs> you wrote the jokes down for you. <laughs> about 20 episodes. Yep. I brought up Injustice 2. And yep. to paraphrase Tom, he's like, that is everything wrong with fighting games. It's There's a lot wrong with it. That's true. <laughs> and then <laughs> this past week, Injustice released a trailer. With Swamp Thing as a playable character, oh and God. Tom creamed his jeans. I I, I literally <laughs> just went, well, I don't care how that hundred dollars couldn't have left his wallet fast. What's right. funny because he was bitching about the hundred bucks, and then I was like, wait, it's a hundred dollars. Like, yeah, yeah, but you get this stuff. I'm like, weren't you just bitching about? I this was stuff? furious about it, but now fucking Swamp Thing. What am I supposed to do? And that's that's the funniest part is because John's absolutely correct. 
And on top of that, you were bitching about the $100 price mm-hmm. point. And now I just have to do it. And then they introduce <laughs> one fucking character that you love. Yeah, but. One fucking character. Think, but, and you're like, take my fucking money. You yeah. Know? And you're like, f- no, no, no. It's still a shit fighting game, but Swamp Thing. But to be fair, like if they introduced, you know, Peter Bankman as a playable character, I'm like, well, I got to pay $100 yeah. to play this fucking <laughs> exactly. game now. I do what not are, disagree. Where's, where's Morpheus? That's what I want to know. Where is the Sandman? How awesome oh, yeah. would that be? That would be so you, sick. Maybe but, future deals. So that's the thing, though. Is like, so I have a buddy, um, not to self-promote, but my other show, um, we I have Scott is on it. My buddy Scott Luttrell. What's whatever. the other show? Uh, Coffee Out the League. Can you, can you censor can that you out, please? That yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, <laughs> and we were talking about it. And we actually had a really deep discussion about like if they start getting into the more underground DC characters and they start going further off the reservation than they've ever been. Constantine. I was yeah. just going to say, Constantine would be cool. And he was talking about how he reads the Injustice comics. And in the Injustice comics, they're fucking killing everybody. Mm-hmm. They're not pulling punches. Well, just after they announced Swamp Thing, Ed Boon tweeted something out about how like, wow, this Injustice comic is dark. And one of the artists on the game with Ed Boon replied, yeah, they keep killing so many people. We'll have to keep getting creative with characters. And I'm like, oh, my God, they are digging deep into the library. That's, that's, awesome. that's fucking great. That's that's one of the things I hated about the first Injustice. I didn't hate it. But like they just kind of were like, here's all the DC characters you like. And it's a mediocre fighting system. So, you know, give us money because DC. And I do feel like with seeing the lineup of this one, of Injustice 2, it's very much like, all right, we're going to give you Supergirl. We're going to give you Superman. We're going to give you Batman. But then we're going to give you Swamp Thing. And we're going to give you... Um, Atrocitus, Atrocitus from the Red Lanterns. Yeah. And yeah. Like, crazy. Like, they're going to hmm. dig deep. Well, and uh, aside from that, say what you will about the first Injustice game, for a fighting game, yeah, the right. story of it mm-hmm. was, was real. really good. It was a really fun story, and I'm actually, my biggest sell on the game, aside from the fact that I did have a lot of fun playing the first one, is I want to see the continuation of the story. Right. I I legitimately do. With Superman going bad like that, and then like the whole world just falling to pieces under this new regime, and everything that's happened in the comic books in between, it looks really good. And I will give them a defense on their DLC pack. So one of my big criticisms was, you know, so if you buy everything available for the game day one, it's 100 bucks, right? 60 bucks for the full game, 40 bucks for season one. But season one is going to have nine new characters. Wow. That's a lot for a season. I don't think that many characters came out in total for DLC in the first Injustice. Correct. And the first Injustice, I feel like they they were really reaching... I mean, like pulling Scorpion into it, say what you will. I feel like it kind of broke. And it did. It did break Injustice it, One. It broke the game. Like it actually became non-viable in tournaments once Scorpion came mm-hmm. out. And I think that they learned a lot from that. And I'm hoping to see that Nether Realm will learn from that. And you know, MKX was much better and much more viable at tournament. And it lasted a lot longer. And I hope to see Injustice Two go that way because it does seem like they're learning a lot of lessons from it. So at least I'll give them that. And well, and the cool thing is the, the Robin in injustice Two is Damien, right? With his oh, really? samurai with sword. sword. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. And his Wait, combos are like brutal. He's not nightwing anymore. Damien no, Wayne? in the first injustice nightwing was Damien. There was Wayne. a variance. There was a variant costume where it was older Damien Wayne. No, no, that was the whole storyline. Nightwing in Injustice One is a older Damian Wayne who feels guilty because he killed Dick Grayson. 
Well, in, in Injustice mm. Two, he's Robin. Oh. Yeah, in Injustice Two, he, it's and he's he a, Robin. And he's, he's got a crazy. samurai yeah. sword. So. Yeah, and his well, combos are like fucking bloody. I remember Al talking about the comic being one of the best things DC was putting out. It's great. Injustice it's like really simple writing. Reviews. Like it, dialogue's pretty short. You get through them pretty quick, but it is awesome. And the game itself, like I don't mm. even like fighting games, but playing that as a comic fan, the story was I couldn't stop. I yeah, the story beat was the game ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm excited about all the new characters they're bringing in. Um, like I said, I, you know, when I bought the game, it was a lot of fun. We had, you know, I had people come over to the house. We were playing it, yep. you know, on the couch and everything. That was a lot of fun. Uh, that may not be the case for this one for a while for me. So I'm, I'll probably wait a little bit and, you know, wait for the season one version of it to come out for right. 60 bucks where you get all that season one DLC for 60 bucks plus the game. And I'll probably do that, but I'll definitely be picking up the game eventually. Well, I mean, worst case, come over here and play it too. Cause I mean, yeah. I think this is a really good year for fighting games. I mean, we're getting Marvel versus Capcom infinite injustice Two, Tekken seven and a whole new season of street fighter. So like if you're a fighting game player, like this is your year. I couldn't text Tom fast enough about Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, Infinite. I'm fucking excited. I am. They announced the two best characters in the game with the announcement of the game. Mm-hmm. Who's that? X and Cap. Who's that? Captain America and Mega Man X. Mega oh, Man really? X. I love yeah, Mega Man. I'm like, well, fuck. I already like people are like, are you going to who's going to your team going to be? Who do you want your team to be? I'm Those like, two. They fucking announced it. It's done. <laughs> I don't want I don't care who else they release. There's Cap and Mega. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, just for the sake of time, let's jump over to, uh, Pokemon Go Gen 2. Yeah, well, so, what's the difference with that from Gen 1? It's not much better. The, so the game itself isn't, there's been some UI changes. Yeah. It's, it's Is it the same download, better. right? It's just updated? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just an update to the game. So essentially what they've done is they've released Generation 2 of Pokemon. And there's the Johto, like 80 new Pokemon? 80 new, yeah. a little over 80. Yeah. A <laughs> um, little over 80 new Pokemon. So that includes new Pokemon, um, that you haven't seen before, and then also a couple new evolutions to existing Pokemon um, that you may have already caught. Yep. Um, they also introduced evolution items, so like the Sunstone, right? Um, the Sea Scale, is that what it's called? The thing that I haven't been Kingdra that okay. hard. Um, they introduced evolution items, and then they tweaked the UI, the UI for catching Pokemon. To qu- yeah, quite so a bit because and it's better. Like it's it, way the better. UI is better. So like before, you would tap on like your items and they would pop up and like and it would cover the Pokemon screen. Mm-hmm. And you have to scroll through your items. Now you tap and like a little carousel appears and you can swipe through the items and pick it to change your Pokeballs yeah. or to select a fruit to, yep. to toss them. And they added new fruit too. They like did. There's the banana thing. The the, the nab nab berry, which um, <laughs> it's a thing. It, Outside of context, <laughs> this all sounds very ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the nab nab berry uh, makes the Pokemon pretty much like docile it makes it not so jumpy around oh okay and then the pineapple berry uh will double the amount of candy you get from that catch oh cool okay so yeah, i didn't really experiment with the candies very much so it's pretty fun and then aside from that they changed the physics of throwing the pokeball um it's a little bit more floatier loftier however you want to describe it, it essentially easier to catch them with it essentially what they did was they made it easier to play one-handed so you mm-hmm. can play with your thumb. Whereas before, anyone who's played the game was probably holding the, the phone in one hand yeah. and using their index or middle finger to spin the ball and throw it, you know, with their yeah. other hand. Now you can, it's a lot easier to play it one-handed. Um, so like when I'm driving, it'll be easier Right, now. exactly. Yeah. Before right. it was 
Well, they've speed messy when I was driving. They've speed locked <laughs> everything. So yeah. after, like oh, anything over 20 miles per hour. You can't do anything. No Pokemon show up and you can't spend any Pokestops. Yeah, well, like, why was 20 miles an hour the limit? I don't know. Maybe it's 15. I don't know. I don't know. But I know like because I, I usually like when I'm stopped at a stoplight, I'll like pull it out and hit the Pokestops or like but like coming down 3600 <laughs> West towards my house. There's like three Pokestops and there's stoplights right before them. So I usually just hit them as I'm driving through the light. And now it's just like Trigon later, Trigon yeah, later. They, they, they've locked all of it out. Yeah, they, they've locked everything out, which liability to be fair is a good thing for that reason. Yeah. But there's a big group of people in New York and some of the bigger cities that that's just ruined the game for them because they take public transportation. And they played on the train and they would play yeah. it on the train. They played on the bus and it kind of ruined it for them. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so Gen 2 came out. It's kind of, I, I mean, I've been playing the game consistently since day one. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and I was super excited for Gen 2 to come out, and it's definitely reinvigorated. It's fun to see new silhouettes pop up on your radar yeah. of a Pokemon you haven't caught yet. Um, there's still definitely problems with the game, but supposedly trading is coming this right. year. Um so I, I think Niantic's really trying to jump on it. The problem is they just don't communicate with their 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 yeah, base. Yeah, they very need well to communicate better. And at like, all. So like when excuse me. So the way I found out that Gen 2 came out was not through like my app because so when they released daily quests, I was back at it like daily, checking in, getting the daily quests, getting some of the seasonal Pokemon, like Santa Hat Pikachu and stupid shit like that. Party Pikachu's coming out on Sunday. Oh shit. <laughs> but what really, like, when I saw Gen 2, I was like, oh, cool, my favorite evolutions are in the game, so I can start mm -hmm. questing for those. But I already had enough Eevees and enough candy to just knock it out in my first go. Right. So, like, and then there was a Spinarak, which is, like, my fucking, one of my fucking favorite Pokemons of all time. And which like, I don't get. My house is, like, a goddamn Spinarak nest. So, <laughs> it's, the only thing is, like, I thought it would really motivate me to get back in the game and play it a bunch, but I played it for, like, two, three days, and I was like, oh, no, it's pretty much the same. And the new Pokemon aren't, they're just not motivating me. Like, this, they need new features, not new creatures. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tom's going to do Trademark. it all. Trademark. <laughs> but it is cool that they're still updating it and supporting it, and I hope it brings more people back. Um, well, and people need to realize, I would imagine this will probably happen. Like, I could see this happening around the anniversary of the launch of the game. They still haven't introduced the legendaries right. and they still haven't introduced Mew or Mewtwo. Right. So there's still even some from Gen 1 that they haven't introduced yet that they're they're probably going to do an event around. So yep. I don't know. It's fun. If you're enjoying Pokemon Go, then it was a nice thing mm -hmm. to keep you going. If maybe you left the game because you got a little bored, but you enjoyed the idea of it, then maybe hop back in and play it. Yep. It may or may not bring you back for a certain amount of time. If you were kind of over it, just based on what the game was, I, I highly doubt. Yeah, it's throwing, not. New. Yeah, it's not going to bring you back completely. So, um, Legend of Zelda: Art and Artifacts. Check this shit out, motherfuckers. That book is fucking massive. You son. hear this? You hear this? God Jeez. damn, that's his book. So that was Lucas's dick. Now drop the book. <laughs> that was my dick. No, it wasn't. It's really small. So here's this really cool book. I know it's a collectible thing, but I thought it was worth mentioning. They released this with the Breath of the Wild being. On the forefront of all of our minds, this is all of the artwork that was produced for any Zelda game. Um, all the owner's manuals when you'd get them and it explained what you're supposed to do, the press releases, all the stuff as far as uh, marketing, and it goes top to bottom. First I, Zelda game all the way up to Breath of the Wild. I can't believe they were able to run all that shit down. It's really cool, especially the older games, seeing the way that they drawn the stuff for the instruction manuals where you can see the the thicks and thins and the where it gets the kind of gray 
for all the markers. I dig it. Uh, if you're a Zelda fan, it's worth picking up. It's a big old hardcover. It's what forty is, bucks. That's actually not bad for that book. No, forty. Bucks. Like I thought that was like a hundred dollar book. Nope, it's forty bucks. It's oversized. You can pick it up on Amazon for thirty. Uh, and like I said, if you're a Zelda fan and you like any of the art from any of the games, it's worth picking up to flip through. And especially if you're an artist. Do they have the art from like the cartoon series and stuff too in there? Nope, just, just the games. Just games. Yeah. So. God, that's a good coffee table book, man. Oh, and of course it's fucking Dark Horse. Yeah, of course. Uh, and if you guys are curious, I think we got a PDF for review you can flip through. But it'll do some of the stuff that's really interesting to me is um, so like Link's Awakening. It has the original illustrations and then the DX illustrations. Oh, cool. Ocarina of Time. It's the original release and then the 3D release. And it's interesting how compulsive Nintendo is because some of the games, they had them recreate the exact illustration. So the same pose, the same thing they're fighting. It almost looks the exact same, but it's just different enough to realize it was a new drawing. Hmm. You know what I find absolutely stunning about this, too, is like a lot of the concept art is almost perfect match of the model. Mm -hmm. So like the 3D modeler is going in and like not just taking the concept art as like a recommendation. I mean, they're they're inch by inch recreating, which is just fucking incredible. Cool. Yeah. Nintendo and their franchises, they're pretty solid on. Like, looking at the Wind Waker stuff, like, everything in Wind Waker, all the concept characters look spot on. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what the game was like. Totally. What's up, John? You look at me like you got something funny to say. He's laughing. Nobody can hear him. <laughs> we lost John. This is John. John's quite laugh. What's up? Share with the class. <laughs> we lost him. So, Lucas, is it... <laughs> Is it coincidence that Danielle kind of looks like an animated Link? <laughs> like if you were to animate Danielle, she looks like I can't say that. Link. I mean, I can't say that I've ever. Oh my God. Let me for first. I can't say I've ever thought that before. Second, it some things make a lot more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that every time you see the Triforce, you get an erection. Finally, I need to. I need to embrace this. I think Danielle. Get a Link costume. Wear it one night. One night? Come on. <laughs> Don't shortchange me, John. Lucas start getting really confused about things. <laughs> Good job, John. That's I don't know I where to follow. <laughs> yeah. I mean... That's a sick book. That's a really good book. I love the gold leafing on the cover. Tom, you did a really good job jumping right back. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, it's got the gold leaf and everything. No, now I'm just thinking about what John said. Yeah, I'm what? trying to get the image of you butt-fucking Link out of my head, so <laughs> let's move along. <laughs> Nintendo Switch and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Let's switch. Pegged <laughs> with a foam sword. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Give me that master All right, guys, what do we know about the Switch? What are we excited for besides Zelda? Uh, Obviously, you're no, no. excited for Zelda. So I wanted to go through the, the 1-2 Switch we've learned a little bit more about. Yeah. And the HD uh, rumble that we made so much fun of apparently is really good. I've yeah. listened to a bunch of videos of people on the 1-2 Switch are all these mini games. And you don't necessarily look at the, the controller or the screen. Right. And one of them, this sounds stupid. And it's just a tech demo. But uh, ice cubes. Yeah. No, no, no. You. It's like a box. Yes. How many ice cubes? <laughs> you're so many ice cubes are in the glass. So you're gonna laugh. It's a box of marbles, and you're supposed to guess how many marbles are in it. But every interview of all these people that have been talking shit on Nintendo since the dawn of time are like, it feels like a fucking box of marbles, and it creeps me out every time I try to play this. <laughs> so the one-two cool. switch seems like it could be pretty fun. Yeah. I wish it was a pack-in game though. 
Uh, I don't know that I want to pay 60 bucks it's a six, for it. Yeah, I don't know what it costs, but I'm assuming it's 60 bucks. I, I mean, it's a launch title. They're going to put it at 60. Like, why wouldn't you? Especially when there's only like, what, eight, six to eight games at launch, if that. But we're talking, as far as launch games, I'm so excited for Bomberman. Oh my God, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I think I've said like a few times, I'm more excited for that than I think I am for Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys played? Remember playing Bomberman? I do. Oh, for hours. Do. How much hours. fun was that shit? It was. It was a lot of fun. I'm gonna buy that game, and we're gonna hook up Tom's Joy Cons to my control or my thing, and we're gonna play this fucking game, dude. Four and you only need two sets of Joy Cons and a screen, and you got four player Bomberman. This is the first console to have two controllers boxed in to where you can play multiplayer games because yep. yeah. technically you can split them up. It's gonna be and like, I mean, we're getting a good launch on Bomberman, Zelda, One Two Switch, which. Is probably better than Wii Sports, and <laughs> <laughs> and that sold the console like crazy. Yeah, and then you know we're getting I Am Setsuna Day One, which I'm excited for. It's a Square mm. Enix RPG, kind of a classic throwback oh, okay. RPG, JRPG. Um, and then you know we're getting a Street Fighter Two Ultra Port down the road, which will be super fun just to sit down and play with your buddies. So let's let's talk a little bit about what we know. Okay. Um, we know mm. the battery life is three to six hours. If you're playing an HD game, it's an HD handheld. It's about three hours which isn't ideal, but it's not terrible. And the six hours is close to what the 3DS is. Yep. And to uh, correct the statement I made before, it sounds like Nintendo is keeping the 3DS as one of their primary yes. real estate. So Nintendo is dividing their business model into three platforms. There'll be Switch, 3DS, and mobile. Mm-hmm. And they will all be individual, they will all be profitable, but the goal of mobile will not only be to be profitable, but then to drive business to the, to bigger the other bigger platforms. Which makes sense. Which is great because it means we're going to get cool mobile games like Fire Emblem Heroes to take mm-hmm. around on. So the, the Switch itself is... Oh. <laughs> the, that's what their website does when it loads, apparently. The the entire thing is a little bit bigger than a Vita, from what I could tell. And that's the console. Like The console itself is very small. Um, one bug that they've had thus far that I've seen across a couple reviews is... So there's the two controllers, the left hand and right hand. The left hand, some reviewers have had disconnect and stop yeah. sending signal, and they have to move it in some way to where it reorients itself, and then they can keep playing. It's usually a figure eight. It could be a figure eight. It could be a jack-off motion. I don't know. But, <laughs> but the, it, it's a problem. That's a problem, whether it's software or hardware. Hopefully, that's something that they can fix before launch, which is next week. Um, and then the other issue you brought up, Tom, the internal space on this thing is only 32 gigs. Yeah. It has an external, you can hook up an external hard drive to it. I actually it. brought that up. Did you bring it up? No, I just assumed it was Tom. No, that was me. Um, nice. And you can put in your own SD card. Right, and it's normal standard issue micro SDs. So you don't have to buy any fancy weird shit. Which is, And that's how Nintendo's always been. Yeah. Which is nice, but uh, it is kind of a bit of a concern that the first game, or one of the first games is 32 right. gigs. Now, it's worth noting, though, that game is only coming out in Japan. So it's not a US-bound game right now, the Dragon Quest one. But... Worth noting, the Nintendo Switch is not region locked. That is true. So if you import it, you're fucked. Um, another, <laughs> do they get a bigger hard drive or something over there? No, nope. it's you just have to buy a big old fucking SD card to do it. In fact, with. in the game on the game's official website, it says like this game is 32 gigabytes. You will need to go out and buy an SD card to play this game. So is that in addition to the cartridge? Or is that if you wanted to download it as a digital download? I think you buy it digitally. Because yeah. those little, those are tiny. Have you seen those cartridges? They're as small as the 3DS ones Damn. that hold the entire Well, I mean, and game. why wouldn't they be? I mean, micro SDs are up to 128 gigs now. Like, yeah. 
they should it makes sense instead of a disc that's as fragile as it is and you have to have an entire device to run it and spin it and disc reader yep more moving parts to get up it's also you know we can say this like you can complain about the lack of internal memory but i'm looking at amazon right now and a 64 gig micro sd is 15 dollars. yeah but then the argument would be made from the other side is why didn't they include it then I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing oh, with yeah, you, yeah. But, but I mean, I think, I think devil's advocate, I would say that if I had to guess their profit on this thing is probably pretty fucking slim. Like what we're getting for $300 is a goddamn deal. And I would imagine too, they're trying to, I wouldn't be surprised if they're going under a little bit to try to make up for the Wii U. Sure. Absolutely. And you know, I, this thing's going to move software. Like every review, every review I've watched of it has been like, this feels and plays better than you can even imagine. Even mm-hmm. like um, I was watching an IGN video of all the IGN editors and they usually shit on Nintendo and they were just like, this thing felt and played great. It was good. The thing that this I think has going for it uh, that is mentioned in some of these reviews that you'd sent me to is it's a it's a fucking gadget. And so not only is it something that you buy and you kind of play, it's something when people come over, you show off like, check out all the cool shit I can do with this and yeah. disconnect. And that's what's selling it yep. to people. I am super depressed that I'll be at an amazing gaming convention the day this fucking thing shows up. <laughs> yeah, that Tom's going to be at a gaming convention but can't play his console. I took off Friday. I was like, okay, like I'm going to have this be the whole weekend. And then I also realized it's the anniversary of how long Daniel and I have been together, about a year. So I'm sure I'll get to play it some, but that day off has changed now. Maybe going to be playing some other things too. It'll be something... Well, I'm hoping to get some fucking Link cosplay going at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what other games are you planning on buying? Like, what are you what are you buying day one for this thing? So, like, uh, for me right now, I've just got Zelda and the system ordered. That's what I'm planning. I think I have a Zelda pre-order. I'm playing on Zelda and the Switch, and then uh, at some point I'll probably pick up either 1-2-Switch or Bomberman because those will be the two that I would play with friends or Danielle. Um, and I'm, I'm really curious to try the portability of yeah. this, to take it to work and be like, all right, guys, like it's beer 30. Let's play this stupid fucking marble game, you know, or let's play this draw game and shit like that. And, and I'm kind of planning on like buying extra docks for this thing. I don't know if you've thought about that, but can I you kinda, get extra docks. I, I don't know if you can right now, but I imagine eventually you can. And I wouldn't mind having a dock in my living room, a dock in my bedroom and a dock in my office. So it's like, oh, I want to stream me playing this thing. I'll take it up to my my gaming rig in my office and drop it in. And, and it sounds like it's really you know? simple. The dock has a little light and it's uh, it's almost like a micro USB that you plop it in, the light comes on, and now you're streaming to your yep. TV, and that's yeah. it. And so I would, I part of me is like, I would almost want extra docks. You know, hey, I'm still playing this game. I want to move it into here, move it into here. Mm-hmm. So I would be interested fun. to see how that goes. I mean, we're uh, so the missus and I are taking a road trip to Denver, and I'm actually pretty excited for the road trip to like try the the switch while we're driving up there, and like see how it performs. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I'm going to open a Nintendo Switch VR station in a shopping mall. Mm. Yeah. I what? just blind pe- blindfold people <laughs> and hand them, a hand them a cup full of marbles. <laughs> I Something to, like that. Feel how good the HD yeah. Rumble is. This was like a couple marbles. I know, right? <laughs> Speaking of that goofy feature, it doesn't sound like Zelda has anything supporting that. Good. It doesn't have any. Well, I'm not saying like you in the game, you need to figure out how long to jerk off some character or something. But the you'd think that being their flagship title to start it, that they would have something tying it into that rumble. But I'm glad I'm glad they don't like I'm not saying that as far as a feature in that uh, it's part of what they're trying to sell the console with. So even I, yeah. if when you're fighting, it's got a different 
rumble to it. It sounds like it's very standard. Yeah, and, and I guess you're right there. I guess for me, the only thing is, so I think of when I first bought the Vita, right? And at Vita, the launch titles were Uncharted. Um, there was this weird, like, creature control game and um, Gravity Rush. Like, those were the three games that came out for it. And I bought all three. Oh, and I bought Hot Shots Golf as well. But with Uncharted, it being a big flagship title, I'm like, it's a fucking Uncharted game. I'm going to play it. I'm going to love it. But they used the touchscreen on the back of the Vita, and you had to swipe down to climb up ropes. I remember, I remember talking about that in an episode. Yeah, and yeah. there was an unusual number of rope puzzles in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't make it more fun for me. It actually made me annoyed that the back of the Vita had a touchscreen because I had to do that so much. And so I'm happy that they're like, no, we're just going to make a good Zelda game, and we're not going to force... We're not going to make them integrate any of our like fantastic featuring to do this. If you want I mean, the Master Sword, guess how many marbles are in this <laughs> So with, with this, I want to do comments on a couple of the Zelda things. Okay. You can go to the end boss as soon as you start playing the game. You can go anywhere in the game. Right. The dungeons don't have items in them. You can go in any order you want. And the whole idea is that you, you kind of want to use your brain like the first game to go out and get stronger so you can face these dungeons but all the tropes from the previous games are gone it's bigger than skyrim and they've already got a season pass out for the dlc that they're going to be releasing the creators have said there's no way to 100 percent this game there's cinematics and different things that only occur at specific times if you're in specific places going through the right motions so there's a lot of ways to play the game but there's a lot of things that you just there's no way to see it all the first time that's yeah. cool so i mean that's that's what zelda needs right i mean that's why Ocarina of Time is so memorable. It's not as much the story as it is getting the Bigoron sword, hunting down Pose, riding through the countryside on your horse. Like That's what makes Ocarina memorable for me. I don't remember any of the fucking dungeons or much care. It was the fact that I could jump up on Epona and just go riding around looking for shit and having fun. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And you uh, might find this surprising. There's a jump button this time. Ooh. I know Nintendo said, you know what? We've had enough fun with our stupid gimmicks. Here's your jump button. No <laughs> more auto jumping after a roll. Oh, thank God. Thank Jesus. All right, guys. I think that's it for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Tune in next week. We'll just be talking about random shit. Buy more SD cards. Oh, <laughs> fuck. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool, and we'll catch you guys next week.